Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We are talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Gary Davis, Randy Carricker, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. The voice of the Blues on Bally Sports Midwest is John Kelly, who joins us now. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm great, Randy. How are you guys? Everything's great, and it was good to hear Robert Thomas say that he avoided a potential long-term injury. The Blues, you know, knock on wood, uh, have him around because it's kind of like when you don't have a guy like that, kind of like driving on a spare tire. Ultimately, it's going to catch up to you. Yeah, and, you know, I think it really showed itself the other night against Dallas, Randy. It was a tight game and, you know, really a one-goal game down to the stretch. And the Blues could have used his offense and his creativity and his passing and everything that he brings. And, you know, he's clearly right now um, the Blues' most dynamic player offensively. He and Cairo, the, the young kids, so to speak, I don't know, they're, you know, they're 24 and 23. But, you know, he really is such a dynamic passer. And it, it looks like they're going to go back with Thomas Buchnevich and Tarasenko and hopefully – um, he can get Tarasenko going. I know that Vladdy scored a be- beautiful goal and a huge goal in Florida the other night, but for the most part, he- he's not lighting the lamp. Now, Buchnevich is red hot, so it- you know the Blues are going to go back to that, it appears, um, and hopefully that will work tonight against Carolina. Hey, John, I was uh, talking to Bernie. We were talking to Bernie yesterday, and I was asking him about asking him about Callie Rosen. Uh, he's leading the team in plus minus. He is a guy that when he's on the ice, it seems like he always is making big plays. Do you see more opportunities for him to get uh, more time on the ice going forward? Well, you know, he's, he certainly has moved up the, the, the pecking order, so to speak. Um, you know, whether he'll get more ice time down the road, that's sort of hard to say. Uh, you know, it depends on, on play of the players, obviously, and, and, you know, potential injuries. And, you know, hopefully the Blues – stay healthy but he's been a very impressive guy um he, you know he's he's been in and out of the lineup t- to a degree you know playing the seventh man role and you know I, I think the the other night I gave the stat he's only been on the ice um, one time all year for he's been a minus player in one game so that's pretty impressive now he hasn't played every game but you know he moves the puck well he competes hard that's the biggest thing to me is is that he's a good skater and he competes hard on the puck. And that's really when you break down the essence of the game of hockey. It's about competition and and winning puck battles. And he's a competitive guy. So I I like what he's brought to the team, and and hopefully he'll continue to play well. And, John, he is the the essence of being patient. And uh, 
you played the sport. I never did, but everybody that's ever played said the toughest thing to learn is being a a defenseman and playing defense back there. And we tend to forget that he was around a long time before he got here to the Blues, and he just kept getting better and better. We're seeing guys that are still developing, right, at the NHL level, but he seems to be a guy that has things on the ice. He just has great vision and kind of has things figured out. Yeah, he's um, he's done a really good job of, of growing his game again with limited ice time, Randy, and and not knowing if you're in the lineup every single night. And you know, you're right, Randy. It's really hard. I think that it, the, the the defenseman's position right now in hockey is probably the hardest one to, to play and to become really good at because uh, of the rules. And you know, you can't take your hand off your stick to touch a guy. Basically, you can't even you know, put your stick around his ankle. So they give, to me, more benefit to the forwards than the defensemen, if you know what I mean. Um, Almost like in football with wide receivers and defensive backs, um, they want more offense. And that's what, in hockey, they want more offense. So I I think it's really tough to to play that position. And um, he's really learned under, you know, not difficult circumstances, but not ideal when you consider he's not in the lineup every night. Hey, John, you spoke about uh, Cairo and and his play as of late. can you talk about just the maturation that you've seen over the last, I guess, three to four weeks? He seemed early in the season he may have been struggling with some things, and now his game is is, is seems like he's playing both ends and playing very hard every time he's out on the ice. What are you seeing from him? Yeah, I think that it really sort of turned around when the Blues were in the midst of that eight-game losing streak. And, you know, a lot of players were struggling at that time. And, you know, I don't know if it was the, the coaches or the, or the players or himself that, that just got himself going, but um, Jordan has played really well and really hard. And, and I think that the game that he played in Tampa Bay last Friday night, he had seven shots on goal, scored a goal, might have been the best game I've seen him play. And then he followed that up with a really good game in Florida on Saturday in that comeback victory when he scored the game-winning goal. So he's playing really well, playing really hard. Um, I think early on that he was a little bit tentative maybe trying to, to pass up shots and things like that and not playing direct enough, as the coach would like to see. Um, but right now, as you said, he's working really hard in all three zones and is a threat basically every time he's on the ice. John Kelly with us. J.K., back in the day, let me preface this by pointing out that the Blues play their next four games against teams from the Eastern Conference. You've got Carolina here and then a trip to Pittsburgh, the Rangers and the Islanders. And it used to be that the two conferences were pretty distinctly different. It seems to me that generally the the West was a bigger, tougher, heavier conference and there was more skill, maybe not as much grit in the East. Do you get the sense that maybe the conferences are more alike now than they used to be? Yeah, that's a good point. I, I really do. There's just not many teams that you go into and say that's a big, tough team and they're going to try and run you out of the building like the Flyers in the 70s and, mm-hmm. and you know, some of the other teams. I mean, look at back at Randy in the, in the 80s, the North Division, when the Blues played the Hawks and Chase and Twist and, you know, uh, Probert was in Chicago and Detroit and, and, and all the tough guys on both teams, you know, and Detroit had a lot of tough guys with Joey Kosher and obviously Probert when he came up there. So it's way different. And I think for the most part, the big tougher teams are are gone now and they are more balanced. And to me, the teams that are successful now are teams that play with more pace and have a lot of skill. So that's, to me, the trends I see in the National Hockey League. And Carolina is one of the teams, the team we're going to see tonight, that really is the, the... the, the poster boy for that, if you will, 
they're really, really fast, Randy, as as you probably know, and they play in your face, one on one hockey. And if you're going to beat Carolina, the biggest thing to me is you have to handle their pressure and execute really well. So we're going to see that tonight with Carolina. Hey, John, the Blues sitting at 11-11 and with 22 games in. Uh, do you have a pulse on what this team can be, or, or are we looking at a 500 team potentially throughout the entire season? Well, hopefully not, uh, Kerry. I, th- I think that we've seen a lot of, of really good things. And, you know, during the eight-game losing streak, that was obviously the, the low point of the season. But uh, I, I think that they have to be more consistent and, you know, I, I see a couple of things. They're, they're not coming back in games. Now, they had that great comeback the other night in Florida, but that's their only comfort behind victory when down after two. And they're, they're giving up goals in bunches. And I think the numbers now are nine or ten games this year where they've given up three goals or more in a period. And that's, that's a lot, obviously. So, to me, they need to be more resilient, you know, in, in periods and in games. And, and and try to have more battle in their game, if you will. So, I, I but I do think obviously when you see them play well and they've won some big games and you know won tough games and tough buildings like like Vegas and Colorado this year, they're they're a good team. But I, I think that they have to be more consistent and and I'd like to see um, more more fight in their game when when things don't go their way. Like I said, with those goals in one period. Finally, John, like so many families, the Kelly family has had to deal with cancer and the, the Carriker family, I'm sure the Davis family, the Rocchio family. We, we've all at some level had to deal with the 101 ESPN family and the, the Hubbard Radio family with the recent passing of Jeff Burton. We've had to deal with cancer and the Blues and the NHL do such a great job. And tonight is Hockey Fights Cancer Night. And I just want to get your, your thoughts. Obviously, when somebody does something to enhance cancer research, that's a good thing. But the Blues are so hands-on. Ariana Dugan, a few, a few years ago, who who sadly passed away, they're so hands-on in their desire to, to help out with this fight. Yeah, Randy, they do a great job. And, you know, they try to bring um, awareness to to different types of cancers. Obviously, later in the season, um, they'll focus on breast cancer awareness and, um, you know, pink at the rink night. And, and my wife was dealing with breast cancer a few years ago, and thankfully she's doing great right now. Um, but but tonight, um, it's more about cancer and the fight, and, and um, they're going to highlight some folks that ha- have battled cancer and things like that. So, yeah, as you said, it affects every single person. Um, either directly or indirectly, and um, the, the more awareness we can bring, and you know, fundraising and things like that, and dollars—that's fantastic. But the Blues and their and their their group do a really good job on on nights like this. Um, I'm looking forward to to seeing what tonight is about. J.K., we always look forward to having you on the show on Thursdays. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great evening tonight. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, Randy. See you. That is John Kelly, the TV voice of the Blues, here on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the College Football Playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. 
While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.